0: Hey, I'm Steve Okers, and this is the Steve Okers Group monthly market data study thingy that we do, right, Kev? And every month we throw out just this market data book that Kev puts together um, for us. And this is April 23rd or 23, um, and it's obviously in delay, so it's really looking at March backwards. And then we try to talk a little bit about what we see going forwards. I just got back from spring break, which it feels like most of Michiganders did, uh, a part of the great migration south for a week to feel good. But we brought the sun back, and it's spring, so congratulations, Kevin. You're welcome. I brought the sun back for you. Anyways, um, we're excited because the market is really taking off, which is normal. This is spring market. Um, Kevin is pretty busy. We're listing three new homes this week. It's the second week of April. And so we'll have plenty of new inventory over the next two weeks. We talked about this in our meeting this morning as a as a group. And we believe that this will be probably the busiest two to three week stretch of listings coming as people come back from spring break, get ready. They also putting their homes on the market now can ultimately create a time frame that they don't need to be out of them until school is done and then they can move during the summer months and so this is the beginning of that sort of sun's out we can see ourselves moving so plenty of homes uh should hit over the next couple weeks but it probably will not make up for the data we're going to talk about which is what kevin puts together i was reading a really interesting article this week um when i was on spring break because i just like to read this stuff it's kind of fun for me But it was in the Wall Street Journal, and the name of it was The Tale of Two Markets, basically trying to explain how we, like in West Michigan, talk about the data that we're going to talk about in a second and what that means compared to what is other markets and or what's happening in the nation. And ultimately, it was really fascinating. It basically talked about two halves of the country. So when you get Texas over to what would be the west towards California, um, Arizona, Nevada, those kind of things, that is its own market. And then when you get to the east of that, it's a completely different market. And so what you're seeing is along California and those coasts, they're all down 8%, 7%, 10%, right, Um, in their values already this year and then going to continue to probably go lower. Um, but any markets like we're in in the Midwest seem to be increasing by 7, 8, 10%. Why is that? They talked about the um, one is just the financial situation of living in California and the affordability. The people are just can't afford it anymore and they're not building enough homes for the market that needs to be out there that is affordable. So there's an affordability issue out there. Also, jobs are becoming more transient maybe that you can work from multiple different areas and a lot of employers are leaving some of those markets to areas where there is more housing for um, the people that they need to employ, the talent that they want. So in West Michigan, we believe we've got enough talent or we need more, but we've got housing to balance the need and so we're always looking to bring in new companies. Um, So we'll see how that plays out over, over the period of time. So really interesting though. When you look at the news and they say real estate's gonna crash or real estate's doing bad, I would ask what market are they comparing it with? And that's always the issue, right? So anybody can pull a sheet up in a data book and compare it with another sheet and try to make a market look good or bad based on whatever information they're pulling. It was interesting, I was leading a Simon Sinek book this week and he talked about that idea of sort of like you can pull data to make yourself look good one way or the other i can say i'm the top agent um in grand rapids well i could be the top agent for the last 30 minutes because I just sold a house and no one has but the data isn't really accurate right so it's interesting how uh, data plays out which is why we've been putting these together for a year hopefully the information that we provide is of value what it really comes down to um is Everything's down and everything's up, one or the other, right, <laughs> in The in the graph. So a lot of downward, which is basically all explaining that inventory is still down, right? So sales in March were 15% less than last year, 21% less than the five-year average, 14% down year-to-date over last year, 11% down in volume. That's an interesting one, right, because all of last year, we were down in units or total sales, but the volume made up for it. So the value of those homes were growing so significantly in the spring market that we made up for the difference of volume to transactions. And this year we might not. We might actually sell less units and also sell less volume or less purchase price, right? That doesn't mean that the individual house isn't increasing by a significant amount. It just means that we don't have enough of them increasing by that same amount. So in these graphs that Kevin puts together, we got year-to-date transactions of that 14, 12, 11, 11, a lot of big numbers. What it just goes back to saying is what we've been talking about for a little while now is that there still is not inventory. We still have a direct inventory shortage and the sort of the old adage of supply and demand is still going on in West Michigan. There's not enough supply of homes on the market and there is still plenty of demand for those homes. This week I helped a client buy a million plus home, same thing. This was on spring break. They couldn't one of the parties couldn't even see it on spring break. Still ended up writing an offer where there was multiple offers on it. So multiple offers in every price point are happening within the marketplace of West Michigan. It Doesn't matter if you're lower or higher, we're still seeing those those, uh, increase in pricing. And I guess what I would just say is, what people are realizing is rates are what they are, right? We're a little worried about interest rates at the end of the year creating an affordability issue. They've been pretty steady in the six to seven for long enough that the buyers are comfortable, and the buyers and or sellers that have a life change and need to move or want to move are choosing to. So that is where there is not an issue with the amount of people out there that want to move. What the issue is is the amount of people that are in those lower interest rates don't want to move, right? So why would I want to move from a 3.5% interest rate or a 4% interest rate into six or seven if I don't need to, right? And so that's where we're starting to see still that binding of not enough inventory, also just not enough single family homes being built, which is normal. There is a lot being built out there though. We we do know of quite a few builders that don't have everything on the MLS. So this data that we see does play out because I, I actually saw this morning in the 24 hour, listing one of those builders, listed, I think it was 10 or 15 as pending, right? Um, Those listings were not on the MLS, they just put them on there for data reasons for us to see a huge increase in pending sales for new construction. So we'll see that data play out next month here, but they did not have it as actual listings. So some of the data gets a little skewed as they throw that back and forth. But the only other one that I really wanna highlight is always the fun one that Kevin and I have been sort of focused on is average price of uh, list price above right so and above means that in November December and January it was actually actually October November December January it was below and I I think I made the call in February that I thought we'd start seeing above again and sure enough we had a pretty big spike for March to one oh one six not a huge spike we were at one oh five so Uh, Average, um, or I think this is average, price above, um, list price was 5% above last March. It's only 2% above this March. So yes, there's multiple offers, and yes, things are going for higher, but not five, right? On average, only 1.6. So you still have opportunities to buy. Um, You just have to be patient. We were talking in our group today um, with one of our newer agents. She's lost out on three deals with her current clients. Um, She's feeling kind of discouraged. And what we've just said is the right house comes at the right moment. And we really believe that here at Steve Okers Group. It's not always the thing you want to hear. You want the agent to be super aggressive or go get them and get you that house that you want right away. But what we found over these last couple of years in low inventory, multiple offers, all kinds of transactions, that when our clients actually close on their house, they're super happy about the house they bought. They don't come to the closing table wishing they had bought the five other houses they might not have gotten from those multiple offers. So don't be discouraged out there. We'd love to help you. Anybody here at Steve Okers Group can show you around or provide you this market data. Hopefully it's of value each month to you as Kev puts a bunch of time and effort into it. Thank you, Kevin, for always doing this for us. And that's it. We'll talk to you next month.